0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Blue Crew Diaries, and umpire podcast. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host as we take a look behind the mask, so to speak, sharing stories, insights, and experiences from the unique perspective of the baseball umpire. In this episode, we're going to take a look at your first game, what you need to bring, what to expect, and how to have fun out there. So if you're ready, grab your indicator and plate brush, and let's hit the field. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Blue Crew Diaries, and umpire podcast. In this episode, we're going to start off with a little bit of news for you Little League umpires out there, and if you listened to very first episode of the podcast, you would know that this podcast is more geared towards Little League umpires than anything else. Uh, so... Uh, big news out of Little League International a couple of days ago on February eighth. Uh, Stu Hartenstein or Hartenstein, I'm sorry, uh, if I completely butchered that, I do apologize to. Uh, he has been named the Little League Director of Umpire Development and Operations beginning February twenty fourth of two thousand and twenty four. So. uh... Looking forward to seeing what Stu can do. If you'll forgive the rhyme, I'm not Dr. Seuss. Uh, with, with regards to unbuyer development, um, I think it'll be a, a little bit of a change of pace. Um, they they haven't said anything about Tom Rawlings and what may be uh, going on there, whether he's retiring or he's taking another position in uh, within Little League International they haven't said anything about it so um but just looking forward to uh to seeing uh what Stu has in store and uh yeah yeah we'll go from there so with that out of the way uh this episode I'm going to talk a little bit about your very first game um and some some tips to get you ready for it now whether you've been umpiring at any level, for one season or 50, every single one of us had a first day. We all had that that very first time. We walked out onto the baseball field in our uniform, ready to umpire. Um, it, it can be, be kind of nerve-wracking. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, my first day was... A little over, or a little less than a year ago now. Um, I'm going into my second season here this summer. And, yeah, it was, I, I was nervous. I really was, especially when I was texting back and forth with my umpire in chief. And he told me that my first game, the first game he had me on schedule for, was a plate a plate job. It's like, um, okay great. I've literally never done anything like this before, Um, and now I'm going to be standing behind the plate for my very first game. Luckily, uh, the night before that, I went down to the field, um, and I got into this in the last episode, went down to the field, talked to the plate umpire, and he really kind of took me under his wing and kind of mentored me Honestly, throughout the entire season, uh, there was there was one game I just had. It was a it was a double They were, they did two foreigning games back to back, and I just I mean I got hit a couple of times. Literally, uh, took a couple of couple of pitches just off the chest protector, one in the gut, and one in the left arm. Um, so yeah, those hurt, uh, but. My, my strike zone was a little tighter than everybody would have liked, so everybody started to complain, and it, it was just a bad night. It, it really was, especially when my UIC comes down after a couple innings in the first game and tells me, hey, just so you know, the league president is getting text messages from parents threatening to pull their kids off the field. Because your strike zone is just too damn tight. <clears throat> but that's a topic for another another episode here on the podcast. Um, so I took a few days off after that event. Really thought about just just quitting. And then this same umpire, Darren, that I worked my very first game with, he got a hold of the UIC. And said, hey, I need a base umpire for this game on Monday, and I want Darryl. Do you think he's available? So, that that's the kind of guy that, that Darren is. Real great guy. I love working with him. Um, if, if I had the opportunity to work with him every game, I absolutely would. Um, so, he kind of took me under his wing that first game. Um. Told me, "Hey, go out work third base. I got the plate. We already got a first base umpire. Go work third, so that your very first game is not standing behind the plate." Um, that that was that was really cool of him to do that. Um, but yeah, you're there's going to be anxiety. There's going to be butterflies, jitters. It doesn't matter how prepared you are. It's it's like the first day at a new job. It it literally is, uh, so hopefully by the end of this episode, um, you'll you'll at least get to thinking about the first game, and uh, and hopefully it won't be as intimidating to you as it was to me. Uh, so the first thing that you you need to have to be an umpire is at least. Some knowledge of the rules. Now you can get rules knowledge a number of ways. uh, For Little League umpires or prospective Little League umpires. Download the Little League rulebook app. It is literally, it's available on uh, Google Play and the Apple App Store. And it's literally the entire Little League rulebook right there in the app it's free to download it's updated every year or sometimes mid-year if something changes Uh, and you always have that available to you right on your phone tablet whatever you can also purchase the physical rule book uh, from the league international that is not the 2024 edition is not out yet for purchase Um, but when it is You'll, uh, you know, you can go right on to, uh, to the Little League website and purchase that. Uh, just YouTube, to be to be perfectly honest. Um, if you go to YouTube and you look up California District Four Little League, um, they have a lot of great uh, live video or not live but uh, video presentations. Uh, usually an hour to two hours, uh, literally going over rules for umpires, uh, rules for uh, district administrators, and just all sorts of really, really great content. They really break break the rule book down into its most basic components and teach it. Uh, they've already got one out. Bring it up here. Uh, They just released it a couple of weeks ago Uh, Anyway Uh, Yeah, check that out California District 4 Um, I live in Maine. I don't live in California, but I like what California does Um, You can also get on their website and register for these These rules, uh, clinics, if you will, and watch them in real time. Or if you can't watch them in real time and actually participate in the discussions, you can always watch them on YouTube. Usually, a week or so afterwards, they get them up on there. So, um, just have at least some basic knowledge of the rules. Now, part of the rule book has to do with league administration. And where, you know, where a league can pull kids from, and all that. As an umpire, you don't need to know that stuff. There's there's a few specific sections of the rule book that have absolutely nothing to do with you. Read through them if you want to, learn the material if you want, but you don't need to know it. Um, but obviously. There are a lot of things in the rulebook that you, that you need to know and a lot more things in the rulebook that you probably should know. Uh, so the second tip I have is attend an umpire clinic if you can. Uh, most districts uh, provide some sort of umpire clinic I took one last year before I started umpiring. It was literally um, the bare basic beginner umpire clinic. It lasted about a little less than two hours. And literally, the first hour was here's how you determine that a pitch is a strike, here's how you determine a pitch is a ball, Um, you know, here's, you know, fair ball versus foul ball, out versus safe. Uh, what is obstruction? What is What constitutes interference? Just very, very basic beginner stuff. Um, but it's all stuff that every umpire should know and should know very, very well. So if you have the opportunity to attend an umpire clinic, please do so. Even if it's not your first time umpiring if if you know main district three offers one this year i'm going to be there even though it's probably going to be the exact same program that they ran last year i'm still going to be there because you never know you may learn something new that you didn't know from last year Uh, so do that if you have the the ability Um, if you don't see that your area or your district is doing a rules clinic reach out to them reach out to the district administrator reach out to the district umpire in chief and ask them you know are you are we doing a a clinic this year if they say no they may be able to point you in the direction of another district in your in your state that is doing an umpire clinic that you can get in on. Um, So, highly, highly, highly recommend attending a clinic if possible. Uh, There are also um, umpire clinics that Little League themselves put on. Those may be accessible to you. Those may not be. Um, The closest one to me is down at the East Region Headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut. Mm, Not really going to be able to get down there and do that as far as for me but for you you may live hell you might live in Williamsport Pennsylvania and they do umpire academies and clinics in Williamsport as well so highly recommend it if possible regarding that YouTube can also be your friend here and I'm not trying to talk bad about um, Main District 3 or, or anything like that. But like I said, I attended that umpire clinic. I honestly learned more about umpiring, even at the Little League level, via YouTube, than I learned at that umpire clinic. I still learned some stuff at, the, at the, the actual clinic, the in-person clinic, but I learned a hell of a lot more watching either clinics on YouTube, like the California District 4 stuff. Um, there's another one, I forget where it was, uh, a few years ago, they actually had a Little League umpire come out and do an on-field clinic talking about positioning and strike zone and stuff like that. Uh, you can find that on YouTube as well. They recorded that. Great information. Um, you know, if you're looking for rules clinics on YouTube, uh, make sure they're they're at least somewhat recent. Uh, like I say, California District Four does them every year, so it's always and they and they always seem to go through the changes from year to year. As far as what has changed in the rulebook. So YouTube can definitely be your friend. Some of the stuff you do want to take with a little bit of a grain of salt. Because it might not be 100% accurate information. But inaccurate information is better than none. As far as your first game or your first few games. One of the things that you want to try to do is... What, what I would term dress to impress. And that is. Don't show up to your very first. Umpiring game. With your ball cap on backwards. Wearing a t-shirt. Blue jeans. And Nikes. Just regular. You know regular shoes. Myself. I went out when I knew I was gonna at least attempt to umpire, um, I went a little overboard. I went to jerrydavis.com. I bought all my own plate gear. Uh, I bought all my own uniforms. I bought, you know, an actual set of plate pants. I bought a couple of different shirts with the Little League logo on them and Little League embroidered on it. Uh, If you If you didn't know, jerrydavis.com is the official uniform partner of Little League. So they can do all that stuff right there in-house. So I had all that stuff before I even went to the field for the first time. I had all my own gear, all my own uniforms. And my very first plate job, I got done with the game. And I was talking to my umpire-in-chief. About how the game went and if he saw anything that you know that I need to change or I need to do differently, uh, and that's another point I have a little bit later on in this episode. And one of the things he told me was, you know, you you did good for your first game. He says you definitely look the part. He says you you definitely look like you know what you're doing, and that's half the battle. If you look like you are, like, look like you know what you're doing, you're dressed appropriately, you look like an umpire, a lot of people are, they're not necessarily going to back off and not give you any crap, but they're, they're going to, uh, they're going to pull it back a little bit because you look like you know what you're doing. So, okay, they'll they'll cut you a little bit of slack. Uh, so definitely try to do that. You don't have to go nearly as far as I did. Um, you can get uh, Umpiring shirts really anywhere on the internet. Um, Umpatire.com, Jerry Davis. There's a bunch of them, a bunch of different manufacturers. Uh, you know, well, one thing that you do want to do is make sure that your shirt color matches your partner's shirt color um, a lot of times you'll you know you'll wear black for baseball uh, but sometimes you know you'll wear the the light blue just just make sure you match make sure you you at least look like an umpire um, after you get all dressed up and everything, try as hard as you can to arrive at the field at least a half an hour early. And I notice I said at least a half hour early. Um, Some districts or some leagues might ask that you arrive 45 minutes before game time or an hour before game time. And the way I look at it, the earlier you get to the field, the more time you have to do what you need to do. Obviously you need you'll need to look over the field, make sure that it's it's game ready. Uh, You know, it doesn't hurt to take a walk out around the outfield fence looking for anything, gaps or holes in the fence that a ball might be able to slip through. Stuff like that. Uh, You gotta do equipment checks for both teams every game. Yes. Every game, it doesn't matter if you've already seen this team 14 times in the last three weeks. You still need to check their stuff every game. Um, so, the earlier the better. I, I try to arrive at least a half an hour early. That, that is bare minimum. Sometimes I'll be there 45 minutes early. That's perfectly fine. But just make sure that you're not rushing around trying to do stuff before the game. Um, The umpires that show up five minutes before the game, they're the ones that kind of piss me off. It's like, okay, tell me you don't want to be here without telling me you don't want to be here. You know, I I was here 45 minutes early. And now I'm, I'm calling coaches over for the plate meeting and I see you rolling in the parking lot. Now, I get it. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but when it's every game that you work with that particular person, that's that's no bueno for me. So, after you arrive at the field, preferably 30 minutes early, at least, you want to meet, meet up with your partner. Um, sometimes your partner will already be there. Sometimes you'll get there before your partner. But you want to meet up with your partner and... If it is your first game, tell them that. Okay. A lot of people will say, don't tell anybody it's your first game. It'll it'll ruin your credibility. And every time you make a call, somebody's gonna question it because they know it's your first time. That can be the case with some parents, managers, coaches. Um honestly if if an umpire if I'm a coach or I'm a manager and an umpire comes up to me and says hey just so you know it's my very first game I'm gonna cu- I'm gonna cut that person a little bit of slack again just like the dress to impress thing if I know it's their first game but they're trying to look like they're you know they know what they're doing I'm gonna cut them some slack some people won't do that but at least let your partner know that it is your first game, and they, if they're a good umpire, a good leader, they'll they'll kind of keep an eye on things. As far as as you're concerned, any plays that you that you have, uh, you know, they'll they'll kind of keep an eye on it, make sure you didn't completely blow a call. Or something like that, um, and and along with that, even if it's not your first game, I mean, even, I mean, I I'd probably worked about fifteen games by the time I worked my first junior game, and that junior game, uh, junior little league, obviously, I had a pitch, it came in, I was working the plate. And when the pitch got almost to the batter, it was right almost eye level. It was kind of a a big arc coming down at that point. The pitch was almost eye level as it reached the batter. But then as it came across the plate, it touched, in my opinion, the top of the very back of the strike zone as it was coming down. It kind of dropped through the top of the zone as it crossed the plate. The batter didn't like it. I called it strike three. It was legally caught by the catcher, so it wasn't a third strike not caught deal. I come up, I call strike three. And as the batter is turning around to walk back to the dugout, I hear him say, that pitch was right at my eyes. And then he just walked away. Now in that situation, I didn't, I didn't have to say anything to him. I heard him. Obviously he wasn't too happy with the call. You know, whatever. He walked back to the dugout. I didn't say a word. And neither did he after that. That, that was all he said. So my partner, who just happened to be my UIC... For that, my he was my partner for that game. He comes in because it was the end of the inning, and I I simply asked him, "What did you have on that last pitch?" He says, "Well, it looked like it dropped into the back of the zone to me," and he was uh, he was standing over in the B position over by second base, and he said it looked like it dropped into the bottom of the and dropped into the back of the the top of the strike zone. Okay, yeah. That's what I had, too. That's why I called it. I said, batter didn't like it, but I said, that's, I just wanted to make sure I didn't, you know, I didn't mess something up there. Um, So, so, um, obviously, ask questions. Um, Before the game, during the game, you know, in between innings, if you have a question about a you know, something like that. Uh, some, you know, play that just occurred or something like that. Uh, just just ask questions. It's it's very simple. Um, after the game, ask your partner for input. What did I, you know, what do you think I did right? Was there anything you think I, I kind of foobarred? Uh, you know what what were some things that you saw that you liked that I did and what are some ways that you think I can improve my umpiring every experienced partner out there will you know they'll they'll kind of kiss your ass and tell you oh you did a great job but that's not what I want to hear i want to hear you know if i if i screwed something up I want to know about it so that I can do better next time. I can learn from that, that mess up and that experience. And if there are ways that you think I can improve as an umpire, tell me. Because I want that information so that I can improve. Umpiring is just like almost anything else. You never stop learning there are umpires that have been umpiring for 50 years and they still they still want to learn more i i look at it as uh i'm a big fan of the band rush and their drummer neil peart who unfortunately has passed on is regarded as one of the greatest rock drummers ever and yet in the early to mid two thousands he realized that hey I've been playing the exact same way for thirty years at this point and you know he just he wanted to to learn new things, learn new ways of drumming. So he did. He took a, about a year and went and just started to learn new new techniques and tried to free up this rigidity that he had. You know, and it's just amazing to me, you know, someone that's regarded as one of the greatest rock drummers in the world still wants to learn more and still wants to strive to be even better. And that's the same, the same idea with umpiring. We we should always be trying to improve and be better. At our job. The last bullet point I have on my list here is simply be confident. Confidence will get you a long ways. If you walk out on the field and you look like a scared little poodle walking out there like oh, I I don't know if I can do this. No. You you're not going to I mean it's not that you're trying to impress people, but you're not going to impress anybody with that attitude. Be confident. Say, "Look, it's my first game, but you know what? I can do this. I I've got the basic knowledge of the rules. I know my mechanics. You know, I I got this." I got a partner that I know is going to back me up and help me out, but I want to try to rely on them as little as I can cuz I want to I want to do this for myself and I want to be the best umpire I can be. That that's it. Confidence is huge, especially when you're dealing with other you know, you're dealing with other umpires, you're dealing with managers, you know, if a manager walks up to the plate meeting and you're sitting there shaking in your plate shoes, they're going to look at you and go, okay, this, this guy's nervous or this, this girl's nervous. Why do they not know what they're doing? You know, then, then that's when they start to question every call you make and whatnot. So just simply be confident. So I know I'm rambling on, as usual. That's just my thing. So running back down through the points very quickly. Have at least some knowledge of the rules. Whether you get them from the rule book on the Little League app, you purchase the physical rule book, you uh, you know watch YouTube stuff like that. Have, it, have some basic knowledge of, of the rules that you absolutely need to know. Second, attend a beginner umpire clinic if possible. That may not always be practical for you, but at least try. Um, if not, YouTube, again, is your friend. You can virtually attend an umpire clinic a lot of times on YouTube. They will record a clinic and you can, you can go on there and watch it. Uh, there are a couple of, of YouTube uh, recorded clinics that I've watched three or four times now. And I always seem to pick something up out of every time I watch it. Next thing is dress to impress. Look like an umpire. It, it's going to give you a little bit more leniency with the, the managers and the parents, and even the players. They're going to probably cut you a little bit more slack because you at least look like you know what you're doing. Arrive at the field at least 30 minutes early. Minimum 30 minutes. If you can get there 45 minutes, an hour early, even better. Meet up with your partner. If it's your first game, tell them that. If it's your first plate job, tell them that. If it's your first base job, you know, your first base game, tell them that, you know, they can help you ask questions before the game, during the game, and especially after the game, ask your partner questions about your performance on the field. If you have questions on any rules or situations that may come up, ask those questions It'll make you a better umpire, help you understand more. Ask your umpire-in-chief. A lot of times your umpire-in-chief may be at the field watching you work the game. Ask them what they saw. And Lastly, just be confident, guys. Confidence is its its just like dressing the part. It can be huge for you. It's also going to make you feel even better better at the end of the game when you walk off the field with your partner damn i can do this you know at, at the beginning of the game i didn't know if i could but you know what i can that that makes that makes a person feel good it really does so that is it for this episode thank you all so much for listening if you have any questions um Thoughts for future episodes, uh, you know, as far as ideas or anything, shoot me an email. Just get the email set up there uh, about a week ago, diaries at gmail.com. That's diaries at gmail.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. Idea for a future episode? Let me know about it. Again, thank you all for listening. And I... We'll catch you on the field.